Three, two, one. Welcome in Husker Extra Podcast, sponsored by Tom Dinsdale Automotive, Grand Island, Hastings. We thank them for their for their sponsorship and helping us put this together for you every week. I'm Chris. There's Parker. There's Steve. We got a few things to talk about today, in case you haven't heard. Um, oh, really? What happened? Well, Nebraska will not be playing a football game. Well, potentially, it will not be playing a football game this weekend after after uh, Wisconsin pulled the plug uh, after several positive COVID-19 tests uh, in the program. Uh, news came out this morning. There have been rumblings about it for the last couple of days. You guys have been in the middle of it all day, leading the way with your reporting, Hus- HuskerExtra.com. Make sure you check out the guys and all the work they've done. I guess I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to you and cut you guys loose. We, we all knew this was a possibility. We all knew this could happen with no bye weeks built into the season, and, and, and it took all of one week to get there. So I guess what's – Maybe just kind of your overarching thoughts to get us going here. Go ahead, Parker. Yeah, I mean, it I, it sort of cropped up um, in, in its first form on Sunday night um, when we heard that um, Wisconsin's quarterback, Graham Mertz, who's the backup, but he started against Illinois on Friday because their top guy, Jack Cohn, um, has a head foot surgery and is out for a while. So, um that he had tested positive. And of course, teams aren't talking about, you know, much about this at all, let alone individual players. So it's just reporting done by, by, um, you know, reporters in Madison and, and Milwaukee. And so then it was another quarterback. And then at that point you start to wonder about, I mean, first you wondered about a positive, a false positive test. There's been a lot of those. And Scott Frost said that they've had false positives in their program on Monday. So that was the hope sort of at the outset. But then once there was a report about Chase Wolf, the next quarterback, then you sort of thought, well, I mean, maybe it's a bad batch, but but it became more likely that you're actually dealing with an outbreak. So it escalated quite a bit yesterday um, to the point where I think when when you went to bed last night or woke up this morning or, you know, at whatever point exactly along the way, you just sort of got the sense that it was probably in peril. Um, and sure enough, 10, 15 this morning, Wisconsin announced that they had that they had called it off. So, and they just didn't feel comfortable with where their infection rate was at about um, <coughs> practicing as a team and then getting on a plane to, to come to Lincoln on Friday. Well, so six players and six staff members. Yeah. Which is that, I mean, that's, that's a lot in my opinion. Now, I don't know it, what you guys are hearing, but I don't, I wouldn't, if I were a Nebraska fan, I wouldn't necessarily push back on the rationale behind the decision to cancel by Wisconsin. No, you it just, I wouldn't think so, right? Are you hearing any of that? Well, there's a lot of it on social media. I mean, Brad, well, you know, why? Well, the for the I think I think it's driven by the fact that Wisconsin would have ostensibly, or it seems likely that they would have been down to their number four quarterback, and so that leads to the easy jump it leads to to make it an easy jump to the conclusion that um wisconsin just didn't want to come to lincoln to try to play nebraska with its fourth string quarterback i I, my suspicion on that is that that would have been a rallying cry that that paul christ seems like the type of coach who would have been like hey we're going to go down with our with our fourth string quarterback we're going to win anyways would have been the more likely approach i think than trying to duck out of the way but, I mean, I've seen quite a bit of that online. Wait a second. Wait a second. I mean, I think, I think the, the point I'm – what I see is six staff members 
right. have tested positive, including the head coach, right. and then six players, and then so there's far, other I mean, tests. So far, pending. right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah got there's, more there's tests. Pending. There's tests pending. I look. I don't. I mean, I would be. I mean, there's probably a number that I would look at and say, "Oh man, why, why, why are they doing? Why are they canceling?" But it's not. The number is not twelve. I look at twelve and say, "Okay, yeah, they got a problem." Yeah, and I think the the so the second part of that is, and I was in on the I listened in on the news conference this afternoon. That was um, so both Barry Alvarez, Wisconsin's athletic director, and Paul Chris, the head coach, um, talked on Zoom from their homes, at least Paul Chris, because now he's isolating um, after a positive test, but uh, he said he felt fine physically. The thing that the thing that Alvarez said that makes sense to me is that, so he said that in the month leading up to Friday's game, they had had one positive test. And then in the three days after they had 12. And so his sense was, we that you know, he, what he said was, well, we were clean enough for the month before the game that this spike in positive tests really concerned us. And it made us think that we don't actually have our arms around how extensive this outbreak might be. And that's why we felt like. And then, and then in the backdrop of that conversation is the fact that wouldn't you say Wisconsin's one of the hot spot States in America right now? Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, that you know, they've got, um, you know, the, the infection rate in, in Dane County where Madison is located is, is high. Um, it's high all across the state. Obviously, the more local um, the numbers, probably the better proxy you have. And, um, you know, the, the thing about that is once it's in a football locker room, I mean, it's just going to be hard to stop. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't beg belief that you would have it instigated somewhere along the way, given the, given the rate in, in Madison, just as a community and then, and then on into the football team. So yeah, that, and, and, and Alvarez wouldn't say today here, he didn't know, he said he didn't know, you know, if there was a ground zero or if it was one event, one, you know, there's a super spreading event or what he just said it happened and we felt like we had to react to it. Well, and the ramifications are, it, what what this what this has done is cost Nebraska. What I the way I characterize it is a chance to take a sizable step forward as a program. And you you know, I mean, just on the surface, Wisconsin's ranked number nine. On the surface, Wisconsin's beaten Nebraska seven straight times. Um, on the surface, Wisconsin's the standard bear program in the division. And, you know, Nebraska, and you could look at it this way, Nebraska caught a break, right? They would have been facing a four-string quarterback. I don't think – I mean, some people would have diminished the – the if Nebraska would manage to beat Wisconsin with a four-string quarterback, it would be diminished by some people, but it'd still be a win. And, I mean, we've covered stuff like this here, not a pandemic, right. but, Baz, you remember when Pelini was down to Kellogg, um, he was the third string quarterback and nobody, nobody said anything like, well, um, these games don't really matter because they're down to the third string guy. It just, you're down to the third string guy. I mean, yeah, people sales. didn't give Nebraska that much of a break in 2018 when they lost to Troy with Andrew Bunch. I mean, right. No, nobody really did. Right. Well, so, and the other part of this too is 
it's not like quarterback play has been the thing that's beaten Nebraska when they've played Wisconsin. It's not like they're throwing it all over the place. You know, it's the inability to stop the running game. And granted, the personnel has changed and all those, but it's not like Nebraska's been going up against Russell Wilson these these last few True. Years. You're right. Does it really make that much of a difference if Wisconsin's got the four string guy out there? That offense is gonna look pretty much the same and, and they're gonna they're gonna tell Nebraska to go and try and stop him. Yep. Yeah, and Paul Chris, like we've talked about it. Paul Christ, I mean, he's got he's hardcore. I mean, he's a hardcore competitor. I mean, I've seen we've seen it on the sideline manifest itself in various ways and in various forms of language. Um, it was he's he would have I, I agree with Parker. He would have said, hey, hey, guys, we're going to Lincoln and win with our four string guy and they're going to have to eat that. Um, and that that would have been a rallying cry. So I guess I'm disappointed because the game's not happening, because I think it would have been even even with the quarterback situation. I think it would have been a really important game um, for Nebraska, for both programs, but particularly for Nebraska. Well, it's almost it almost gets more intriguing, doesn't it? With with the four string quarterback, like because Wisconsin's so undermanned, and and not just the four string quarterback. Who knows who else has has been affected by this? You know, whether it's right. the offensive line or the running backs or whatever. Like it 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 really almost kind of shifts the pressure to Nebraska, even even a little yeah. more. You know, yeah. it it becomes a, a fascinating experiment, so to speak. Can can Nebraska do this when all the signs are? or all the breaks are finally kind of going their way, uh, at least at le- in the lead up to the game like this. So yeah, there was, there was a lot of intrigue that was going to happen with this game had it been played. And it's, it's, it is disappointing that we won't get to see that part of it. Absolutely. It also, it goes back to the idea. And I mean, I, we don't really need to be a dead horse on this, but it's remarkable that it only took one week and, and it's even more remarkable. Incredible. And I, I understand that the, you know, one of the things in August that the Big Ten didn't know was what the timing was for for a rapid, you know, daily testing regimen league wide to come online. But this is literally, I mean, when they announced that schedule that they they had the the they hoped for a start date of September fifth. I mean, that was why they built all that flexibility into it was because you just knew that something like this was going to happen. And so for the way it ended up happening where they postponed before ever trying to use any of that flexibility postponed as long as they did until October 24th, you know, they stripped all the flexibility out of the schedule to the point where now the game can't be made up. There's no way, you know, the, you've got eight games in eight weeks up to December 19th and everybody's going to play December 19th, the championship game. And then, you know, two West, two East, three West, three East all the way down the line but there's nowhere to play this game. Um, and so that part of it is, you know, the, the big 10 is paying the cost of starting at a time when they didn't have any flexibility in an environment where you just knew you didn't know if it was going to be Nebraska or Wisconsin or whatever. Um, but in an environment where you knew the flexibility would help, they got to a point where they had to basically come to an arrangement that included no flexibility whatsoever. Yeah. And now, Go ahead, Bass. No, I, I was just going to say it, it. We've seen what's happened after one week, and now this affects what happens eight weeks from now. You know, and I wrote the story about the the tie breaking procedures today. And yeah, did your brain get warped trying uh, to piece that together? Yeah, in in classic Big Ten fashion, it's like a four and a half page document explaining oh, God, all the different tie tie breaking procedures. Yeah, it, and it's you know if 
you know, one team has five wins, another team has four wins, but they both have one loss, then what do you do? Or if they didn't play each other, what's the next tiebreaker after that? So you, you opened up this whole other Pandora's box that's going to have to get figured out, you know, in, in December. And, and it, it's the championship game, yes, but it's also the tiebreakers for, you know, the, the other championship weekend matchups, second play and second, third play and third, all those teams. So, yeah, it took, it took one week for this problem to rear its ugly head. And, and now it's, it took one week for a major problem to potentially present itself down the road. Now we may get to the middle of December and, you know, maybe Iowa or whoever, Nebraska, whoever's six and one in the conference and it doesn't matter. There's no teams tied with them and we're fine, but you could also be looking at a, at a situation where Wisconsin's, you know, six and one and Iowa or Nebraska's five and one or Wisconsin six and no Nebraska's five and oh, you know, that, and they didn't play each other. So then what? Now you have to go through all these convoluted tie breaking procedures to figure out who's going to win. And it's just one more thing you got to worry about. So is it literally, yeah. is it literally four and a half pages? You, you sit it is. through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and it I'm goes glad through. you had that assignment. Baz. Oh, it was, it was brutal. I hope, I hope I, it wasn't too confusing the way I wrote it. Cause I, I could barely understand my own words after I got done writing it, but and it, it get, it's funny because it gets down, it, it breaks down all this stuff step by step. Here's what you do. And then it gets to the end. And if like you're still tied after all these procedures, then it's just a random draw out of a hat. So you go <laughs> to the Big Ten Championship. Like, hey, you, um, and, did and you that was the last line of my story. Like with the way 2020 is gone, wouldn't that, are you really ruling that out? Like Kevin Warren just pulling a name out of a hat to see who goes to play for the Big Ten title. Like, <laughs> should, we do a, should we do a Husker Extra podcast first here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, all right. Watch this. What is going on here? Well, watch this. This is not great for the, uh, for our audio listeners, but here, simple. Here is the, here's the document right here. Oh yeah. Oh, here wow. we go. We're, we're sharing the screen. Parker. There you go. For, this, for all of our folks at home, you can see this. Oh, is, that's, this oh is my, I'm so sorry, Baz. Scenarios. I'm so sorry that you had to Look do at, that. Here's a, here, we're on, on page five. You get down. We've got bullet points that go down to H. Uh, yeah and go and go read h go read h yeah yeah here we go let's see um let me scroll back down if two teams remain tied after g the representative shall be determined by a random draw (laughs) there you go there you go through all that could you imagine though like imagine if it does come down to like nebraska and, and wisconsin and kevin warren pulls wisconsin's name out of a hat to play in the big 10 championship isn't there like how incredible would that be was there like a, is there a remember the Titans? Was that a scene in there? Was there like a, or Friday night lights? Isn't there one of those, one of the football movies, there's a coin toss uh, scene where like seeding or playoff seeding is determined by a coin toss. Maybe it's front, maybe it's Friday night lights. Well, and you know what would happen too in the big 10, they wouldn't televise it or anything like that. Yeah. Like they totally screw it up. Like, yeah, we had Kevin Porn name, pull a name out of the hat in the office, but we don't have any video of it or audio of it or anything, but it was Wisconsin. It wasn't Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, then the next conversation is um, would, would Nebraska maybe play Saturday? Um, yeah, that'd be a heck of a, that'd be a heck of a logistical accomplishment. Well, it's viable though. I mean, I think it's viable. Um, and we don't know what's going to happen in that, in that, in that regard. Okay. So, I mean, in a sense though, Wisconsin did Nebraska a bit of a favor by canceling this early Wednesday. 
I mean, I'm, I think that, that Nebraska could have a, an opponent in place by Saturday if they, if, if it's allowed by the big 10. And my, my suspicion is Nebraska would want to have an opponent in place if they're allowed by the big 10. So we haven't heard anything from Nebraska. In fact, Right now, guys, I want you to continue with this because there was a Nebraska official just calling me. I'm going to get on that and come back, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right. Yeah, no. Simple, why don't you mute your – Oh, yeah. Line. Or, or not, or don't mute it. Yeah, I mean, it would be a very interesting podcast. podcast. Um, for the For the sanctity of yeah. everything. No, it's, so what, what I was going to ask Simple here, Baz, but maybe I'll just – I can put you on the spot or take a Please. stab at myself is why would, and I, look, if you try to go too far inside the mind of the, the collective mindset of any governing body, um, you know, especially in athletics, whether it's the big 10 or the NCAA, you can get yourself in trouble quickly. But the, one of the things about this, and, and we can go into more details about it is I don't, I, I understood, I'll say this up front. I thought that it was a long shot that that Nebraska would get the green light from the Big Ten to play a rogue schedule, quote unquote, or even non-conference games before a conference only season started. And Mm -hmm. I understood like why those things were unlikely to happen and why the league would take the position that absolutely not, that cannot happen. And thinking through this for the life of me, I don't know why the Big Ten would say no. I really don't. And so, and, and there's a myriad of reasons for that, which we can get into. But can you, can you like, what, why shouldn't Nebraska be able to, to look for an opponent to make up a game that got, you know, pulled out from under them? No, they should be able to, first off. But you and I both know that if they're not allowed to, what the Big Ten would say. Uh, you know, we're concerned first and foremost with the safety of our students. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and whether we agree with that or not, and, and I think you and I are in simple and most people are on the same page here and saying Nebraska could do this safely and would do it safely. Yeah. And you can actually, you can actually answer that question though, because a team could test before it gets on a plane. They never have to be near Nebraska once they get to Lincoln, obviously until you're on the field. And the difference between now and early September is that Nebraska, and just like every Big Ten school, has the ability – like the Big Ten has already decided that competition can safely be held on every Big Ten campus. Yeah. And so if you can test a team when they get to campus – and I understand like the antigen testing is a little iffy, but if a team was testing today or, you know, had its normal weekly testing – and then they got here early enough on Friday, tested, and then you had time to run down any, you know, positive tests on the antigen or just PCR test everybody and, and with UNMC's partnership, have it turned around before the game. I mean, you take that, you take the player safety equation basically out, out of the, or that, that factor out of the equation, I would think. Yeah, no, you do. There, look, I, I'm with you on this. There's no reason the big 10 couldn't let this happen. And you, you and Sipple were both tweeting about it earlier today. It's a chance for the big 10 to fill a television slot, which what's the biggest reason they're playing right now anyway. Right. Yeah. Just to, yeah. that right. sweet, sweet TV money, you know? And so if, if Nebraska 
is able to do this and they can go get, you know, a UTEP or, or even better, like an army, you know, a quality opponent that has an open date and, and get them to come to Lincoln. Why in the world would you not do that? There'd be a ton of attention on the game uh, from national media, local media, obviously all those sorts of things. It's a game that you can easily, you just leave it in the same time slot as, as Wisconsin. You've got your two thirty time slot filled, whether that game's on BTN or whatever. FS1 and, was where it was originally. Yeah, FS1. Yeah. And, and you've got a game. You don't have to worry about finding programming for that. You don't have to worry about finding a different game to try and fill that spot. And it's a, it's a wild story because it's a game that gets pulled together in what, two days, three days, yep. basically. Yep. By the time if you get a team in place and get them up here, they're coming up on a Friday probably. So, you know, two to three days. So, yeah, it's, there's no reason it shouldn't happen. And will it happen? We, we don't know. Um, like, like you wrote and like Sipple wrote, Nebraska's had contingency plans at every step of the way on this, basically yeah. going back to August or whenever you want yep. to say. So, yep. It'd be silly for us to think they didn't have a contingency plan ready in case something like today happened. So you know that behind the scenes, there's probably something going on. What it is, who knows? Who right. they talk to, if anybody, who knows? But you know the work's being done, and you know Nebraska has a plan. And now the onus is back on the Big Ten to say, all right, let's make this happen. Okay, so not only do we not have a good reason for it not to be allowed, but there are several reasons that it should be allowed, and they can actually benefit – not just Nebraska, but the league as a whole. You mentioned one, obviously, television revenue. The other is, you know, you are talking about a league that started late anyways, that's playing fewer games than other leagues in the first place, and that doesn't have a mechanism for making up any games that you lose, except for maybe this. And so, like, what happens if, you know, and don't get me wrong, like Ohio State filling in a game later in the season that gets canceled with, you know, UTEP, is not that doesn't increase Ohio State's bona fides for the, yeah. the playoff. Like the, you know what would happen in that game, but yeah, it does make a difference potentially for bowl eligibility. And I know everyone's eligible for a bowl, but there's only now we're down to 37 bowls. There will probably be fewer by the time they get here. You know what if I mean, what if uh, Nebraska wins three games the rest of the way, and the difference between making a bowl or not could be determined on whether you got a fourth win because your league let you fill in a game, you know? And so, and not only that, but like every team in the big 10 has players that want to play and that have been through a pretty hellacious 10 months on just the track of their college careers. And so even though nobody's losing eligibility this year and all of that, like, it just seems to me that if the, the testing protocol is already in place, uh, the, the plan and the procedures for hosting teams on your campus are already in place. And if someone's willing to play and Oh, by the way, you could maybe cut into, you know, what you were going to lose, maybe not make it all up, but make some of that television revenue, you know, that piece of the pie for the week back. Like I just, it just seems to me like it should be obvious, but makes too um, much. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Um, it does yeah, it, it and, does. And, and we can. I'm going to dive into the weeds a little bit here, but you know the reason Nebraska wasn't allowed to pursue its own schedule back in August, whatever, was because the Big Ten said the season was was postponed. Postponed. Yeah. The Wisconsin game has been canceled. 
Yeah. It will not be made up. It will not be moved. You have an open date, you know, and now if you want to nitpick language as a reason for Nebraska to, to play this game, well, there you go. Uh, the right. big 10 has made it clear. This game was canceled. It is a no contest. It did not exist in the big Ten's eyes, as far as the, the language of it goes. So from that standpoint, aside from everything else that we just talked right. about from that standpoint, what is the Big Ten going to do to stop Nebraska from going and getting that game? Because the Big Ten, all Nebraska says, look, this game is canceled. Like, we want to we want to play. And you told us we couldn't schedule earlier because it was postponed. So right. are you telling me that canceled is the same as postponed or, or what's happening? Now, again, I'm way into the weeds on that. but Yeah, no, I mean, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. It is. The, the thing can't. is, now that there's a season, the penalty potential – that the big 10 could levy on Nebraska is actually probably clearer than it was before. I mean, you could say, yeah, that's great. But if you schedule a non-conference game and play it, you know, if the big 10 wanted to put its foot down, they could say, yeah, great. If you play a non-conference game in this window, you are, we're going to deem you ineligible, um, you know, to win the division. And Oh, by the way, we won't slide in a bowl game either. Like the, the enforcement mechanism is there for the big 10. The thing is, there's just no reason to, to feel like you should have to enforce it. Well, and, and yeah, like the Big Ten hasn't exactly been smelling like a rose these last six weeks either. Like if that happened and they did say, sorry, Nebraska, you're not eligible for the Big Ten postseason, like the Big Ten's going to get killed all over again. You know, mm-hmm. I, well, let's let's preface that. Nebraska's going to get killed by a few people for 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 wanting to play football. But the, the for I think by and large, certainly from the fan base in Lincoln, the Big Ten's just going to absolutely get – get sliced up again when they've had just such a series of missteps over and over and over. And now Nebraska's trying to cover up this misstep, another misstep the Big Ten had by not building bye weeks into this season by actually finding a game and playing it. And now you're going to penalize Nebraska because you screwed the schedule up and didn't build any bye weeks into it. Like I'm with you. I just don't see how how they can't let this happen. Yeah, there's a couple things where, I mean, there's been a couple instances where when you look back on the stance that Nebraska took, that the they look better now than maybe they did in that moment. And that's a credit to Nebraska for pushing forward. I, I don't, I wouldn't sit here and say that they handled everything perfectly. Um, but the thing is, so the Big Ten's back, they're playing, which which was fought for all along. And the other teams are pretty happy about that now. Other schools are pretty happy about that now. Uh, Nebraska, you know, Ronnie Green said verbatim, um, you know, in an interview that he thought the Big Ten needed more information on, you know, whether the cardiac uh, potential cardiac side effects were really something that, um, you know, needed to be treated as something that's very dangerous. He didn't say that they shouldn't be. He just said they needed more data on it. And now I saw today Barry Alvarez um, that the uh, Yahoo Sports has a report up saying that the that the side effects are so rare, cardiac side effects are so rare that um, doctors aren't even recommending cardiac screening in COVID patients anymore. And so, in that reporting, Barry Alvarez said, "I think we need to take a hard look at that." And oh, by the way, they've got six guys as of today that are out for at least 21 days because of the Big Ten's protocols. So I guess what I'm getting at is. Nebraska is the first one to run into this situation where they're on the receiving end of a cancellation. And my suspicion is that they would want to play if given that opportunity this Saturday. And I think it's sort of the, they're sort of the canary in the coal mine on this, right? Like 
what are the chances that they're the only team who this happens to over the next eight weeks? I mean, it's going to, it's in all likelihood, it's going to happen to someone else. And I bet you when it happens to someone else, that team is going to want at least the opportunity to explore playing a game. And so, especially if they need a win, especially if they need a win. win. So to me, like if you, if you were, if you, however it works, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works, but if you were considering whether you thought that if you were in a position of power in the big 10 and you were considering how this whole thing was going to play out with Nebraska, if you put yourself in the, the shoes of, Hey, my school or another one of my member schools could end up in this situation. I just feel like you'd come to the same conclusion of like, why not? Yeah. By the way, so that, what we just learned on that call is there, there won't be a statement from Nebraska today. Yeah. Um, which sort of feeds into the speculation that they're perhaps maybe trying to uh, finagle a game Saturday. You don't know that. I like yeah, the I'm finagle. Just, yeah. I'm just, that's speculative. Silence is pretty deafening sometimes. Uh, and it seemed, yeah. that would seem to be the, the case. Yeah. Here. So no statement. Um, and it, I mean, all I'm doing is reading tea leaves there, but it, it is sort of suspicious to me. Yeah, you're not going to. So let's just see. Go like, ahead, you're not going to say anything. Like, if you're in Nebraska, you're not going to say anything. They're not saying anything about, today about what happened today. Like, that's that's. I mean, I get it, but I, that also strikes me as. Well, I mean, what can they, they didn't say? really have well, a say in anything that happened? Yeah, right. I suppose. Yeah. All I right. Mean, it, would, you're right. it would just be a it'd sort of be an act of diplomacy to say something, but an act of diplomacy can occur tomorrow too. Right. Yeah. Right. Is chivalry yeah. dead? An act of aggression, maybe. <laughs> <Chivalry>. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, so yeah. Interesting times. Um, interesting times. Sip. Yeah. I, uh, I think yeah. we covered it pretty well. Actually, I think yeah. we've covered what a day. it pretty well. What a day. What a season. What a year. What a year. Yeah. What a three year. What a three years it's been for Scott Frost. Yeah. Hey, Think about his I, season openers. Canceled because of a thunderstorm and that whole kerfuffle with, with Akron. Almost got beat by South Alabama when he had 66 yards in the second half and scored. As a 37-point favorite. As a 37-point favorite. Followed by an overtime meltdown at Colorado the next week. And then this year – your home opener gets banged because of COVID-19 concerns that everybody thought might happen anyway. And all it just happened to happen. It just happened to go against Nebraska in a year where Nebraska fought to get football. You know, it's in, you know, it's flared up fast and it's over. Like it's Mertz, you know, the, the, the big story like Parker covered, I'm not going to go into a long spiel, but it did flare up fast and then it's over. Yep. Like it, it's sort of interesting to me on that, in that way. What if, okay, so I, I know that, I know like obviously this, this obviously sucks for Nebraska, you know, players primarily, coaches also fans. And Wisconsin, Parker. Um, and Wisconsin. I know. Imagine, imagine if you, imagine if you were a Wisconsin fan and you watched Graham Mertz do what he did in his starting debut and then immediately after his first start, this happens. I know. It's, no, I know. As much as we talk about, oh, it's a bummer for Nebraska and it's a bad break. Oh, come on. I mean, Wisconsin's a legitimate national college football playoff contender. I mean, number 19 maybe, in the country. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, ninth, ninth in the country. Maybe more of a threat to make that final four field than Georgia. 
Yep. You know, I mean, that, okay, so that, they have a lot on the line here. One, one thing we could do before we go here, and, and this was, so I, I tweeted a little bit about this today. I, I did some tweeting, um, but I was thinking, <laughs> so this, this, um, it's this tweeting. popping up like this, one of the things it did was you can sort of use, well, Wisconsin's the first case study of this happening in the Big Ten with the Big Ten rules, right? And so one of the things that you, when you see it in action, you can sort of put the pieces together on what would be really bad about the situation if it happened to somebody else, whether it was Nebraska or really anyone in the Big Ten. So one of the things that I thought was interesting is there's a lot of people that just don't understand how the rules work with COVID. You know, there's a lot yeah. of people saying, well, they canceled and they paused, so now the whole team has, is out 21 days. That's not true at all. I mean, the, the Big Ten's rule is if you pause, it's got to be for seven days minimum, which is what Wisconsin's doing. There's different rules for everything. The program has to pause for seven days. The coaches who tested positive, if they're asymptomatic, have to isolate for 10 days. 10. The players who test positive are out for 21, but it's really sort of like a 14-day, and then it's seven days of ramp up, and then you have to be cleared by a cardiologist. So there's all of these different timeline elements going into it. But one of the things that was interesting about Paul Chris talking today was he said that he wouldn't fully rule out Wisconsin being able to play against Purdue a week from Saturday. And even though the first day Nebraska, or Nebraska, Wisconsin could be back on the field would be next Wednesday for three days before the game. And the first day that Chris could be back or the other coaches that tested positive could be back would be Friday. So one day, one day before the game, one day before the game. So that obviously there's a lot of challenges there. But no matter what, regardless of if Wisconsin plays a week from Saturday against Purdue, anybody, any of the players who tested positive, except for Graham Mertz, who tested positive on Saturday, we don't know when the other ones did, but anyone whose first positive test came back from Sunday on is ineligible to play against Michigan, too, on November 14th. So Wisconsin could be getting back to action. Their program could be back up and running. And even when that happens, they're still going to be really shorthanded. So this is the, you see it in, the, in practice of like, they're for sure going to miss one game. They might miss two. And then even when they get back after a multiple week layoff, they could still be without a bunch of players, which just goes to show you, I mean, this is what, I mean, we've said this from the start, but you really see in practice how much an outbreak on your team affects your entire season. I mean, and what you, how you're going to deal with an entire season. I mean, it's not just a one week thing. They'll be back to practice. Maybe if they get under control, they'll be back to practice a week from today, but there's going to be guys that they won't have back until mid-November. See in that, I mean, in the context of what we were just talking about them being a legitimate, well, for sure, a legitimate contender to make the big 10 championship game. But I mean, if you watch the seat, the college football playoff broadcast last night, they're they're regarded as a one of the leading threats to get to that national the national semifinals. So it's uh, I mean, right now, Paul Chris has got to manage it and try to manage his way into the sort of season they expected to have. But it'll be a really I, I mean, I think it's going to be it'll be really formidable that way. Formidable challenge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Interesting times. Formidable. 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 Yes. Formidable. Formidable.
All right, guys. Um, that does it, I think, huh? Yeah, still no yeah. announcement on hoops. We're still waiting on that situation. Yeah, that's the whole other scheduling kerfuffle we got to worry about. But. The multi-team event, which I'm not convinced is going to happen at this point. No, I'm I'm not either. I think the longer this thing goes, the more likely it becomes that, that we're just playing conference-only schedules. But, you know, it's like football. And, and Fred Hoiberg said this. It's They wanted to make sure they were out in front of everything and have all the stuff in place for this if they can do it. So, but you look at what happened with the, the ESPN events getting getting knocked, getting canceled down in Orlando, and, and teams kind of scrambling to find games and all that. And look, we're we're less than a month from the start of the season. No, season starts November twenty fifth. You know that's a little more than less than four weeks away. And you know, there's not a single team in the country that has their schedule yet, their full schedule. So it's yeah, who knows what was what happened? But the longer this goes on, the tougher it gets to see Nebraska play a non-conference game. Hey, Baz, did you listen to Tim Miles, like the first uh, Tim Miles podcast today? I did not, no. It, it was interesting because he was talking to um, Jeff Goodman and they were talking about those, the Disney events in Florida. And I had not, I don't know, I could, I could be totally wrong on this. I haven't read a lot about why those events got canceled. Um, so this could be old news, but they were talking about something odd in terms of, most leagues and the big 10 is one of these leagues. If you have a player that tests positive, he doesn't have to go back in the testing pool for 90 days. Um, that's the same for football. You know, if you, if you test positive and clear, then you don't have to be back in the daily testing pool for 90 days, but Disney was going to make everybody test regardless. And so yeah. one of the reasons why these events weren't viable is because teams didn't want to go down there and risk having a player who'd already tested positive basically retest positive because he's got trace amounts of the virus or whatever still in his system and then have to be out for more weeks after those tournaments. So there, there you go again. I mean, part of the reason, at least based on the way miles and Goodman were talking about it, that those events didn't happen is because of testing protocols in, in, in the Disney complex. Yeah, Yeah. they're, they're different. It seems like they're kind of different for every league. Um, different for every location. And like I say, who knows what's going to come of it. But yeah, I, again, the longer we go, the tougher it gets to, to put all this together. We'll see what happens. But th- this thing might not be close to being settled yet. And it's going to be November here before too long. So it's, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks to see how quickly this all comes together. Hey, guys, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Hey, seriously. Hey, also... Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Thanks to Tom Dinsdale Automotive of Grand Island and Hastings again for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate those guys coming on board this year, helping us out. We'll hopefully have more. Well, we certainly will have more to talk about next week. Maybe we'll even actually have a game to talk about next week. Until then, we'll talk to you soon.